so fast, even when we are paying attention. Days become weeks, weeks become years, a lifetime goes by in a moment. This is one of the many reasons to pause, to stop, to rest. Six days a week, engage in work, involve yourself with the doings of the world, and on the seventh day, pause, stop, rest. This is a matter of life and death. The practice of pausing and stopping, resting, keeps our souls alive. It encourages wonder. It renews our energy and strength. Pausing, stopping, resting keeps us mindful and aware of the constant flow of time and helps us be discerning of what we do with this precious gift. Pausing, stopping, resting, honors creation and helps us remember that we are a part of the unfolding of creation along with all of life. And so gather together and support each other in pausing. Gather together and build sanctuaries in time. Adorn time with love, with purpose, with commitment and joys. Fashion time with community, with wisdom, with heart-centered awareness. And pause on the seventh day to refresh and renew your soul. Together make sacred the gifts of time through stopping, resting, being. This is essential, a matter of life and death. Taking a deep breath, let's drop into our own pause practice. Beloved friends and listeners, this is the Sabbath Queen episode, the episode of the invitation of what your weekly rest could look like, could feel like. Today's episode is an invitation to deepen your own practice, to deepen your own awareness to the sacredness of rest, the importance of solitude and quiet and listening to the soul. As I was preparing for this episode and kind of thinking about some of the resources I wanted to bring in from Rabbi Leah Novick, 
Abraham Joshua Heschel, Rabbi Zalman Shachter Shalomi, all of these books I'm surrounded with and beautiful, incredible teachings of the heart and the soul. I have recently come across this book called Directing the Heart from Rabbi Yael Levy. Um, my friend Kashira from Kohenet referred to it in one of our, our prayer practices a few weeks ago. And I got it because it is English version of each week's like Torah portion or invitation for deepening your studies. And I personally don't feel very connected to the Bible or to Torah. Um, that's a whole other episode. But this particular book frames the teachings in English in ways that relate. And so what I just read to you is from this week's invitation. And this week we're invited to learn more and practice gathering. And so I'm preparing this episode. And of course, because of the deep connections and listening and beautiful um, wow, wow moments that are always happening, this week was about gathering for Shabbat uh, and inviting the uh, Sabbath queen into our lives and our hearts and our homes. Um, it is Friday. I am looking towards Shabbat for my own personal practice. I, as I've said to you guys before, you do not have to do it on Friday or Saturday. Um, it really can be whenever you want, like you're completely welcome. I just want you to have some kind of rest practice. That's, uh, just like a big X in your calendar. But I just, I thought to myself last night, I wonder what this week's Torah portion is. And I opened up the book. And here it was gathering in that poem that I just read to you. Um, the words, the prayers, the blessings are literally from this week's. So let's do a practice to kick us off. Then I'll talk a little bit and then I'll close with a meditation um, from On the Wings of Shekinah. And Shekinah is the word that we use to describe feminine form, um, goddess. It's what we use, uh, has so many different meanings and words. And there's books upon books and, and teachings around what this is. But just so you have that frame, uh, when I use the word Shekinah, um, that's what I'm talking about today. Practice for the week. We take our seats with the intention of pausing from the busyness and demands of life. With the attention resting on the breath, we settle into each moment and say gently to ourselves, I am right here, right now. We remind ourselves that there is nothing else we need to do. We are free to be present in moment to moment awareness, right here, right now. Every time we notice that thoughts and stories are arising and demanding our attention, we say gently to these thoughts, not now, and return our attention to the breath and the awareness that we are right here, right now. At the close of this gathering, we give thanks for the gift of being able to pause and set an intention to take opportunities to move slowly as we go about our day. So the invitation is this pause in this moment, but then also in the moments of your life. 
So there's a very well-known um, book by Abraham Joshua Heschel called The Sabbath. Um, for me, it's rich and deep and definitely a classic and not the sort of go-to for when I'm bringing in the divine feminine into my heart. And part of it is because, um, well, there's lots of reasons, but um, just to give you kind of a frame of thinking about the Sabbath for all of us, thinking about what it means. So there's this paragraph um, that he closes with that I wanted to read to you because I think it's really beautiful. We must conquer space in order to sanctify time. All week long, we're called upon to sanctify life through employing things of space. On the Sabbath, it is given us to share in the holiness that is in the heart of time. Even when the soul is seared, even when no prayers can come out of our tightened throats, the clean, silent rest of the Sabbath leads us to a realm of endless peace or to the beginning of an awareness of what eternity means. There are few ideas in the world of thought which contain so much spiritual power as the idea of the Sabbath. Hence, when of many of our cherished theories, only shreds will remain, that cosmic tapestry will continue to shine. Eternity utters a day. Oh, there's so much in there. We could do a whole dissertation around kind of each of these frames and sentences, even when no prayer can come out, the clean, silent rest of the Sabbath leads us to a realm of endless peace or to the beginning of an awareness of what eternity means. Um, I think, again, this is a really profound, potent portal that is layered with mysticism and, you know, a lot of things in kind of mainstream, whether it be Judaism or Catholicism or Christianity or any of the main religions um, sometimes has pulled some of this mystical power. And so if we start to reframe the idea of a period of weekly rest and rejuvenation as the portal to the soul, to the eternity, um, and to connecting to limitless eternity, it just, I don't know, y'all, everything kind of shifts for me. So now I'm going to layer in part of... Um, part of these teachings around guide to meaningful practice. And again, the way I'm studying and practicing is in the Jewish tradition. However, this is a path of connection and healing and wholeness for all humans. So I'm taking out the flavor of I'm taking out part of the flavor of Judaism and Torah and God language for us in order to root and ground us in a, a beginning practice that starts to reveal itself. So um, Rabbi uh, Zalman Shachter Shlomi talks about in this book, um, Jewish with feeling a guide to meaningful practice. I think this is really important. So a lot of people will say like, where do I start? And he'll, he'll, he'll say, do Shabbos first, whatever term you favor. If you want more in your life, start with some form of Shabbos practice, maybe just 20 minutes or an hour at first, but ultimately building towards taking a day of rest each week. And here's the key part that so aligns with our 
lifestyle practices to reconnect to more natural rhythms. Sabbaths are like periods inserted into an otherwise endless run-on sentence. Let me say that again. Sabbaths are like periods inserted into an otherwise endless run-on sentence. They help us know when it's time to stop and take a breath. They remind us to take a weekly break from living in commodity time to re-anchor ourselves in what we might call organic time, a way of living more in tune with our own deepest needs, as well as those of our family and the entire community and society of which we are part of. I mean, this is huge, y'all. This switch from is thinking about time during the week as commodity time, days and nights and clocks and lights and working and soccer practice and dinners and dishes, um, really switching into organic time, which is listening time and listening to the deepest desires of our heart and soul. It's a really different approach. And so then he goes on to say, The first step towards a Sabbath practice is to simply set aside some time to sit quietly without distraction, to stop doing and simply be. This in itself can be very hard for us, right? And we know that. We've felt that. And I love this invitation that he gives. So begin by sitting. Don't meditate. Don't pray. Just take some time to rest in a place of, I don't want anything. I don't fear anything. I have no aversion. I have no attraction. I'm not pushing anything. I'm not pulling anything. I'm just here. Sit with an open heart. Feel your connection with the sacred presence in the universe and say, Oh, compassionate one, here I am. Sit with that for a while and see what comes up in your heart and in your mind. If some thoughts come in, welcome them and remember them. If some words want to come out, let them out. If you want, keep a journal of whatever comes to you. So there's this idea that it's not about doing, 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 or thinking we're going to do something or wanting to do something. It's just this sitting. Here I am, right? Oh, compassionate one, here I am. I think that's um, really profound, really, really profound. Mm. In terms of being able to listen and see what else is under there, and it's such a part of, it's missing, right? It's missing so much from society. And lastly, this little invitation for us is I just wanted to kind of put it into um, some history. So now we're kind of moving along the timeline to think about how do we use, how do we allow and receive the energy of the Sabbath queen or the bride? This is how the Kabbalah teachers talk about the time that enters right before and during dark on Friday nights. Even in the early text, the Sabbath was portrayed as bride and queen coming from the divine world. However, however, the development of that concept in connection with the feminine Shekinah became far more elaborate in in Kabbalistic thinking. The early medieval Jewish philosophers had stressed the restorative power of the Sabbath and its healing light 
through opportunities for leisure and intellectual exchange. So now we're kind of transitioning into thinking about, okay, we understand that we wanna gather um, our energy in order to relax and put a period in the week, right? We've kind of gone through this little journey together over the past 15 minutes of historical context, why it's so important to separate this life and death portal with a period um, of a Shabbos or a Shabbat practice. What would it, what may it look like just sitting for a few minutes and contemplating nothing, you know, just sitting with here I am. And now we're layering on some of the mystical teachings around. Now here's where I'm going to add in something that's just my own observation. In the Ayurvedic daily clock or calendar, uh, sorry, daily rhythm calendar clock, <laughs> uh, 3 to 6 p.m. is Vata time. It's another time, 3 to 6 a.m. and 3 to 6 p.m. And that's the time of day when we're most connected to source or spirit. It's the time when the veils are thinnest. Um, that's how we talk about it. And so on Friday nights between 3 and 6 p.m. is when we're starting to transition into Shabbat time, which is timelessness is how we talk about it. And I just want to point out that that transition um, is often happening right there at that same time. Now, of course, uh, where you are in the world plays into that and sunset and all of that. But I love to think of that 3 to 6 p.m. time on Friday evenings as the time when I'm sort of cleaning and organizing, wrapping up things, emails and to-dos so that I can close out. So when she comes in, the Sabbath queen, the bride, the divine feminine, the Shekinah, she comes into my home and my heart and my body each week at that time, I can receive her. And sometimes I receive her by taking a bath or shower and putting on a white shirt. And sometimes I receive her by laying on the floor of my office, which is also like an altar room and lighting candles. And sometimes I go for a walk and sing. And sometimes I just receive her by laughing and noticing my family, having wine and bread and living my life and being in my life. And sometimes I receive her laying on the couch watching a movie with my family, but knowing she is here with me, knowing we've entered this incredible time. And so now I'm going to close today's episode with this meditation that comes directly from this beautiful book on the wings of Shekinah, Rediscovering Judaism's Divi Divine Feminine, and really allowing you to spend some time with her. Welcoming the Sabbath Queen. It is Friday afternoon, and you are eager to complete your work for the week You've answered all your email, returned phone calls, and reached a good stopping point with all your projects. You straighten up your office and prepare to leave the work week behind. Today, you are going for a special ritual in a river. You might visualize yourself with a partner, your best friend. You've heard about this lovely spot where there's a pool of water secluded from light where you can bathe in the nude. You take a ride in the country and soon you are in a wooded area that surrounds the pristine water. You are delighted. It is not freezing cold, but definitely refreshing. You and your friends hang your clothes on a nearby tree and together you say prayers. 
You talk about the things in your daily life you'd like to release into the water and send back to the Divine Mother. Each of you has a spirit buddy who will watch to assure that your immersion is total. You've prepared yourself by removing jewelry, so you just enter the water pure and simple as you entered the world. You walk out to where it is deep enough for complete immersion, and you share a song about the waters of redemption, and you each articulate the blessings, thanking the divine for this ritual. Now it is time to let go, to invite Shekinah to carry away all your cares and responsibilities. You go under the water fully three times, visualizing all that you're releasing. You decide on a fourth descent to bring in the healing energies. Feeling both chilled and energized, you run out of the river eager to put on clean white clothes you brought with you. You are laughing and happy, happy, feeling as if you've given birth to a new part of yourself. As you and your friends walk on the beautiful path around the water, you sense the presence of the divine all around you. You feel loved and supported by the universe, free of all your usual concerns. You've been invited to a special dinner with friends who live near the water, and you see that the sun is beginning to descend and you're glad you'll be lighting the candles just in time. You're welcome into their home where the table is set with white cloth and beautiful dishes. You admire the candlesticks and candles and the silk cover over large bread. Wines, juices arranged, flowers adorn the room. The entire house reflects devotion, cleanliness, and beauty. You are so happy to be with these friends who share your devotion to this preparation. As sunset approaches, you share songs welcoming Shekinah's presence and you close your eyes, intone the blessings and light the candles. Making the three circuits around the lights with your hands, you understand you can reach the circles of souls in your life, your community, and around the world. The lights light up the faces of all the present and you notice a blissful moment when Shekinah enters and you experience inner light and warmth all around you. Infused with love, you know you can send blessings to others anywhere, those not at the table, visualizing friends and relatives and sending them your good thoughts. You can feel the spirits of loved ones who've crossed over sending you their blessings. Blessings of protection for children and loved ones everywhere. And then stillness follows. You sit and meditate together, understanding the harmony of all beings and planets on this night. You enter a timeless world beyond war and famine, greed and envy, in which past, present, and future become one. Blessing the wine and the bread, lifting our cups and singing in prayer, radiating love to your friends and loved ones as rituals of initiations. 
meanings, words from the mind and the heart, unconditional love for all beings. The world you want to envision and live in is here now. We have arrived. You're shifting from the dense physical body into a being of light. You are a being of love, now surrounded by the Sabbath angels and ready to enter the sacred marriage, whether it is expressed as unifying the parts of yourself, making love with your partner, or merging in, in, in unconditional love with all beings. Shabbat Shalom. So to give you a little bit of the English on this beautiful L'Chadodi, the song that we sing on Friday night, welcoming the Sabbath bride. Here's the English translation. Go forth, my love, to meet the bride. Shabbat's reception has arrived. Observe and remember two words as one proclaimed by the holy, the only, forgotten by none. Adonai is one, his name is one, praised and renowned and glorified. Go forth, my love, to meet Shabbat. Come, let us go, for she is the source from which blessings now, from creation's beginning, a royal veiled glow. The last thought created, the first sanctified, go forth, my love. Regal city, the king's holy shrine, rise up and leave your upheaval behind. Too long in the valley of tears have you pined. The compassionate one will compassion provide. Go forth, my love, shake off the ashes, rise up from them. Wear glorious clothes, my people, my gem. Through the son of Yeshai of Bethlehem, redeem my soul, draw near to my side. Go forth, my love. Oh, awake, awake, your light is here. Arise, shine out, light bold and clear. Wake up, wake up, sing verse to hear. Through you, the presence of God comes alive. Go forth, my love, be not despondent, be not cast down. Why be dejected? Why face the ground? In a city rebuilt on its own ancient mound, the poor of my people find shelter inside. Go forth, my love. Shunned are all who would shun you. Gone are those who'd overrun you. The joy of your God shines upon you like the joy of a groom and a bride. Go forth, my love. Spread out to the left and the right, proclaiming the Holy One's might will reveal in our delight through Peretz's son magnified, go forth my love, come forth in peace in her husband's pride, joyful, happy, gratified into the midst of the faithful tribe, come forth bride, come forth bride, go forth my love. And these words, you know, there's some things in them that are part of the tradition that I don't love and that I'm sitting with. And I'm not going to let that take away from the invitation of the divine sacred marriage of light and dark and good and evil 
and divine masculine and divine feminine and the integration of all that is, right? And so that can also be another way I look at it when I think of this sacred marriage or this inviting in the king and the world and some of this masculine language that makes me, makes kind of like my my like the hairs on my arms stand up not in a good way but kind of more in like a rebellious way is i wonder if i can soften and let the work week the other six days be more of that productivity of service of giving of sharing of doing paying bills and being in the world and then this shabbat period the sabbath bride is when I get to just sit with compassionate, the compassionate one, whoever, whomever, he, she, they, it all creation universe is. And so I love to look at some of the language that's here that causes me to not feel connected and to rework with it so that I can feel connected. And this whole idea in this song, in this text, in these words about come forth, my my Sabbath bride, come forth to me, divine feminine, come forth, let me just sit with you, compassionate one, and spread your light out in my life to the left and to the right. Let me reveal in our delight. Um, you know, it's all, for me, it's, it's just so much more of an invitation to be with what is in the world. Um, and that feels more affirming and validating than um, rejecting or isolating.
Sure.